I'm Alex. This is Lunchbox Radio. And tonight, we're talking about Neo Yokio. Okay, where do we, where, oh god. It hurts. My eyes, my brain. I, 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 where do we start with the... Oh god damn it. With with Neo Yokio. It If you can't tell by now, I clearly love it. It is the best. No, no it's not. But that that felt wrong. That felt fucking wrong. Um oh, by the way, before I forget, anybody listening to this on bumpers, I'm on iTunes now, you can go and you can subscribe to me there, and, like, leave reviews on the past two episodes, um, I'll try to be putting out episodes, usually late Friday, early Saturday, once a week, um, but now that we've gotten the pleasant, nice, Go like and subscribe the podcast section out of the way. We can get back to this. This nightmare. That has been visited on my soul. That has taken over. Humans. And caused their brain cells to. As I said out loud to myself. Collectively shit their tiny beds. With anger and sadness. Because I think it was Mike Tool, um, who so so a this this show like the whole the thing that is constantly proved wrong that goes don't judge a book by its cover. In the case of Neo Yokio. The cover of the show basically looked like, Hey, I am the back page of one of those journals that teachers give 12-year-olds. And that 12-year-old likes the the Japanese animus a real lot and wants to put himself in one. So he made himself into a, into an original character. While there's nothing wrong with that... There is certainly nothing wrong with that, like, concept. In fact, it informs a lot of early people's creative, like, lifestyle and thoughts and all that stuff. It, like, helps fuel that. And while there's no shame in, like, people drawing, if they're not necessarily the best, they still may have some quality that they're better at than most people. At the same point, you do not give the 12-year-olds a show. Not because they don't have good ideas. Not because they don't have interesting ideas. But because they can't execute them in a way that's... I'm not even going to say palatable... I'm going to say acceptable by standards 
of what we get normally. I mean, even so, like, um, a show like, uh, what's it called? Um, that, that Friends show that came out last, I think, a couple seasons ago. It was kind of super, or, um, like, like, Gouda Gouda Fairies. It is bad in terms of, like, animation. and But the difference is, is that that's part of the appeal of it. That is part of the joke. The joke is that the animation is just kind of janky and badly done. Even in something like as old as like Cromorty High School, where those characters sometimes are barely animated, it's played for laughs and it's understood. Like, yo, we're working on a budget. Let's like make this count. And you can see stuff like this in all kinds of shows, from Cromorty High School to I also I already mentioned Gouda Gouda Fairies, and um. Damn it, I can't remember the name of that Friends show. Um, but, or, or also, there's um, shows like Kill the Kill have characters that are, like, basically cutouts, so they don't have to do really specific bending animation motions with the character later on, so they can skimp a little bit on budget, but they play it really well. There's an entire episode yeah an entire episode of Caracano also known as Hidden Hidden Her Circumstances that is all done with paper paper cutouts of the character on popsicle sticks like against the background and I imagine they just filmed the thing in dead silence with no audio track and voiced it later. <laughs> um, but it, it's its own kind of fabulous, weird thing. And there's also shows that have their own distinct style. So, like, most shows have their own distinct style. Like, Dragon Ball Z has a definite kind of graphic design and visual style that is its own. And that creator kind of honed and continues to hone on games like Dragon Quest. Um, Or Pokemon has a very specific style and specific character designs and specific main character who never ages because he's a vampire person stuck in an eternal nightmare. Um, But you get the idea. (laughs) Um, all jokes aside, every show has its own specific style. And when you're watching a show, at some point you unconsciously think, like, I've accepted this, and this is what the show looks like, or I haven't, and I'm, like, going to stop watching this show slowly because I I can't take the stylistic choices that these people made. For example, I... I have had people come up to me after I gave a panel at a convention recently and they were like, you know, you should really go watch Reflection because da 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 reason one, two, three. 
but I tried to watch the first episode of that show, and it could be great. It could be revolutionary. But just the, like, man, that show looks like an early 1995 cartoon on Newgrounds. <laughs> um, of, like, a Flash animation on Newgrounds vis-a-vis 1995 to, let's say, 2002. Um, but, and I just, I can't get behind that style, so, like, I look at that show, I'm like, uh, I'm never gonna watch you. I'm just, I, like, it's not gonna happen. And so that's to say that, like, Usually shows have a specific style and you can either accept them or they don't. But whatever that style is and whatever those reasons are, it's maintained confidently. And they it, it creates its own rules and it follows them. Neo Yokio's like one of its biggest glaring issues is other than most of the show, which is a giant glaring issue, it has a style, and it has a character who is like a, in like the main supporting cast. He is the robot butler. If you go look up this show, you might see uh, anime Jaden Smith riding around on what looks like a like resin kit Optimus Prime that hasn't been painted yet. (laughs) Um... And if you look at all the other characters in that show, this weird-ass white robot dude looks totally different than them. And it's just, like, this weird, jarring moment doesn't help the fact that that you're watching something so bad. I, I, I have heard... Everybody who watches the anime in any capacity has heard bad voice acting. We have not, or I have not, heard voice acting this bad in a long time. It's not like they're flubbing the lines or like they're like they're not following up with the like they're getting things wrong or it's stuff doesn't make sense. It's like there's no emotion or emphasis on anything ever for some characters and other characters. They put like weird emphasis on words that make no sense. And also, so I'm up to episode two uh, this show is so... This show looks like it was produced on such a shoestring budget. You'd think, ah, there's probably 13 episodes of this shit pile. But, nope, you've been wrong. There are six episodes. So, if... Let's, let's say a standard mm, half season is about 12 episodes. Let's assume the standard season is about 24 episodes of anime. This is... Eh, not even a half season, it's a quarter season of anime. 
which means that this show that was getting probably a lot of money from Netflix to be produced couldn't be bothered to make to do half of the work with le- with way less complicated character design character design and background design than a show like even like the the random titty action show meant to sell like weird porny but not porny blu ray ray copied later of an anime it it just it, it it baffles the mind it baffles the fucking mind where these people get kind of not even the balls but the like idea that not that creating this show is a good idea because I, I like watching it you see on paper where this could have gone well like there's a, there's a scene when they're like welcome to Battery Park which is, oh yeah is completely underwater and if you live in Battery Park which is a super high end neighborhood you live in like a Sandy from Spongebob house but are also a rich asshole. And, like, that, that, like, that given to, like, a confident team could have been its own weird, dumb thing. And had a whole show revolving around it. But here, it's just the, the, the quality of the execution of the material is so poor and in like a way that makes it not necessarily uninteresting to watch but like it, you don't you stand you're sitting it, I'm sitting here I'm watching it and all I think is like I'm really glad I have nothing to do I'm glad I put my fighting game away and was like no you're watching at least episode 2 of this shit pile because you want to do a podcast on it, and it's clearly bad, but you want to know how bad, and just like this anime seems like what a like what someone obsessed with quote unquote luxury brands would imagine as an anime. And I say, like, obsessed with luxury brands it because they name drop everything from Cartier watch, from the Cartier watch brand to there's a like, weird shout of, like, shouting of, like, You shall not possess this Chanel suit. Um, and it, it's all like it's all said straight as if it's as if not just serious, but like things that these people swear by. And it, and I've worked in the fashion industry. Like the, there are 
holy people, I'm one of them, who really appreciate, like, you know, beautiful clothes. I have clothes from all over the world. I have, like, pants from Italy, from Spain, a sweater from Italy. For a good couple years, I never bought a dress shirt outside of the city of Paris. Um, and so I obviously enjoy buying nice clothes and wearing nice clothes, but this is, this is a step too far. This is, this isn't even, like, the cult of brands and fashion brands and high-end brands. It's like, you don't understand this brand as being a quality brand, you understand it as being a name. You are the same, they, the way that they pose the importance of, like, a Cartier watch or a, like, Chanel suit is the same way, actually, hilariously, that lots of East Asian cultures evaluate those things. Like, Louis Vuitton is really popular in Japan, not necessarily because it's a super high-quality brand, although people who come to own one realize, like, oh my god, this is a beautiful thing, but because it's Louis Vuitton. It's a a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you ask any of them that, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we we like we totally understand what's weird there, and it's like it's easy to deal with." But in this show, there's no like those things are put out as if they're serious, and there's no there's just no fucking rec- like no at least hint of recognition that like. This weird-ass version, not even materialism, but, like, cult of, cult of, what's the best word for it, cult of brand personality is, like, the no recognition of that it's not a real thing. I mean, the closest closest thing that happened to that is in um, episode two when this, like, renowned teen fashion blogger basically says, you know, we're all, like, obsessed with all this stuff, but none of it's important. And normally, uh, like, that would be, they would use that as, like, a come-to-Jesus moment or a good show, I think, would you that as a comedy moment for the main character voiced with the least emotion possible by a human, by Jaden Smith, of um, the Will Smith household origin, um, would be like, oh, maybe you're right, but maybe you're not right. I don't know, I, like, I just really wanted to go to this party with you because I care about you. Like, that's, that's the stand. that's like a, just like a hard-to-fuck-up anime, like, 
hit down set hit down center field awesome easy move but his react but the that they wrote that that reaction or somebody wrote that reaction as like no you're wrong all this stuff is important and not because not important because like beautiful clothes can be people's armor and they can help people express themselves but because beautiful clothes by Chanel are important for the world and they exist as like a glimmer I think the way they phrase that a glimmer of hope in a dark world by the way a cape like normally this show is written like garbage which makes it funnier when it's written like fancy garbage like one like there every once in a while he'll let out like uh, Jaden Smith's character whose name is Kaz Khan um lets out a gem like this one which is we're, we will all be equal in the grave As a response to, are you going to go play in the big, like, sports ball event tonight, buddy? And his response is, like, fucking Edgar Allan Poe when you ask him about, like, gender equality. (laughs) Uh, It's just, like, it's fucking baffling because it, it swings from like, deadly serious to trying to be funny in, like, a whiplash metronome way, but the problem is is that both of those things they present have the same level of importance. So, like, in a well-managed story, the, like, funny thing would be kind of like just the side thing they give you as a way to like break up the intensity of the drama like oh yeah you know like in um in Sailor Moon for example yes they're like fighting demons and like all this shit but like you always remember at the end of the day or they give you a couple episodes of like oh yeah Serena slash Usagi is kind of a ditz and sucks at school and, like, here, watch her ditz out for, like, an episode that's just because, because we spent the last three episodes having her fight a effeminately gay flower pot that made us all question our humanity. But Neo Yokio doesn't have the wherewithal to kind of pull that off. So it just ends up as this, like, weird mess of just, like, I, you, you watch it, and you can watch it on Netflix. Um, and you, like, just, you see what's happening. You see it happen. And you're like, oh, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to do this, like, classic anime trope uh, the the finesse isn't there. 
the like emphasis isn't in the right place. The the whole of the show's premise is set up on such a like unexplained nightmare of a subplot that you don't care. You don't care about the main character. You don't care about the girl he's with. You don't care about his like badly weirdly drawn robot butler. You just you but you like have to play the game of like but what if I did care about them? Then this would be different, I guess. But it, it, it just like the whole the whole thing is a mess. And like I I generally don't say like hey this whole thing is a garbage pile if I only watched two episodes of something but as of t- as of now I have watched a full third of this show and if a full third of it is just the weirdest fucking most like incompetently animated worst character models uh, uh, soundtrack that has what sounds like has to be open like creative commons classical music in it and it's composed almost entirely of that has a character named Sailor, I shit you not, Pellegrino. Sailor Pellegrino. And spends, I want to say, a third of its time name dropping in some way, either visually or verbally, quote unquote, luxury brands, of which they include. Toblerone chocolate that like chocolate that comes in like little like kind of um like checker pieces in like a long um rectangular tube or um triangular tube um there was a joke in there that I promptly tweeted out on Twitter of like Kaz finds out who is supposed to be his love interest the girl is supposed to be lo- love interest, the fashion blogger, is in the hospital. So he's like, "Oh, I should go see her. I know. I'll bring her a big Toblerone. And it's, which is its own, like, okay, not flowers, not, like, nice, not, like, just come and, like, spend time with her. Your thought is, oh, I will bring her a novelty-sized version of this quote-unquote luxury candy bar that you can literally get at any shitty deli anywhere. Um, And then they get in that fight and he, like, leaves and he's sitting on the steps and he goes, She doesn't deserve this big Toblerone. To which my question is, and was to at Neo Yokio, which you can totally tweet at them on Twitter. Because of course they have a Twitter. 
They're living that they're living that brand synergy life, clearly. Um I just tweeted at them for the love of God, who in this show deserves that giant that giant Toblerone? What the hell have you people done? <laughs> um but yeah, so that I mean like it's just all of it it's just so misguided the story can't like it's one thing for stories like One Piece or Bleach or stuff like that to fall into a scenario where they have to be designed to continue forever because they're deemed to be ultra popular Naruto did this as well tons of shonen stuff just like but they find a way to keep spinning their wheels until they run out of popularity, and then they end. Um, this makes this makes the pace this makes the pacing go to shit, like in the case of Dragon Ball Z. Um, but like they use, especially in like a show like um Bor- like if any of you haven't seen Boruto, um, which is the uh, sequel to Naruto Shippuden. And it stars Naruto's son, and now Naruto is actually the seventh Hokage. Um, they do a really smart thing with that show: is they use all the previous world building they've already presented to you. So, like, they'll say, "Hey, you remember all these characters? So we can now a use them all in stories and as like side characters. But we can also give you little moments like." everybody knows Choji and they remember that he every once in a while just gets skinny because he basically deflates and they they make that like a plot point to like a a side plot and it's really interesting because they know their audience well enough to know like if you're watching this show more than likely you have watched Naruto if not all the way through then they probably know, like, okay, most people stop here, but some people stop here, and others make it all the way through. Um, so they, they use all the world building they've done previously to give the, like, current generation of main characters more life around them. They're like, oh, hey... Like, Ten Ten owns the weapon shop, or, like, Rockley is just this crazy dude wandering around the village, like, helping people and training people and, like, doing demolition and weirdness. But Neo Yokio basically tried to present this the city that it gets that it takes its name from that takes the show's name from Neil Yokio as being this I'm not sure if it's a future version but it's like some alternate history version of New York named in a way that's a ripped off version of Tokyo or Neo Tokyo, 
the like new Tokyo from G Gundam, um, which I'm all up, like all for references to G Gundam, but it's unfortunate that this show felt the right felt that it needed to make references to G Gundam, but so they so basically they say we want to be an anime show and we've determined that means you have to be set in Tokyo but we don't want to be set in Tokyo because reasons we want to be set in New York so we're going to name this city for all intents and purposes Neo Tokyo and then model the entire thing after New York you can't follow the thread there there's nothing to follow it's just like a fucking dartboard full of scrap paper. But then they claim to say, okay, the fact that they're in this like amazing metropolitan urban center is the story. Like the like the happenings of these people is what the big deal is. I, it, it would be like to say, what if somebody presented you with Gossip Girl, like the show Gossip Girl, but took away the, like, blogger who the show revolved around for a lot of its run and just said, okay, follow all these socialites who, we should warn you, in, in no way lead really exceptional lives, except for the fact that they have the kind of standard affluence of, like, a, your standard rich dude or rich person. And it's just, like, it gets boring. It gets, like, that aspect of it gets boring. And the fact that they all, like, have this weird worship of, like, like, like I said, not actual fashion. They, they don't, it's not like they're appreciating Chanel because the clothes are beautiful and they are well-made. It's that they're appreciating Chanel because it is Chanel. I, I, it, it doesn't ascribe any importance to the artistry in clothing or anything. It only ascribes importance to the name on the tag in the back. And um, if anybody has seen that show um, Paradise Kiss um, done by Ayazawa as a manga originally, and then it was adapted, I think, in, like, 2007, 2006, 2007, in an anime. There's a scene in that show where, um, the main character essentially steps out of the shower, um, spoiler alert, by the way, and she goes to, like, a closet where there's supposed to be clothes hanging for her to wear, and she takes a dress out, and she looks in the back, and there's no tag in the back. And that's how she realizes, oh, he made all of these dresses. And she goes through and she sees there's no tag, no tag, no tag, no tag, no tag. 
the the interesting thing about that is is that a designer's work isn't the brand that goes on it at the end. I, as a, somebody's worked in graphic design, freelance for big companies, there'll be people who use what I did every day, and they'll never know it was me because my name's not on anything. I just did a job and went home. The same is true of clothing designers in many cases. So, it doesn't ascribe any importance to, okay, this is a Chanel dress designed by, it only ascribes importance to, is it a dress and does it have the Chanel named, like, brand identification in the back. So it it, it it claims to have these like high this high esteem of fashion and like style and pop culture, but it has no interest in attributing any of it or making sure that any of the actual creators of those things benefit from it, which is probably yet another reason why the whole show feels super hollow. Like, it, it feels like you're watching a person with no empathy talk to a person with no feelings. <laughs> like, I, it's just so vapid and, like, the, be- the best comparison to it in live action would be Mumblecore, but that would be suggesting that any of this stuff had emotion tied to it. When Kaz's aunt calls up and's like, I've got a job for you, his reaction is like, oh, no, I don't want to go. And then he ends up going. And it's not played off as like, he needs to control his emotions, it's just played off as that is Jaden Smith reading this line into this microphone and that's the only amount of time we can pay for. Just raw, just him reading straight in the microphone. That's all he can pay for. Because to give you an idea, in addition to tons of other people, Jaden Smith, like I said, is in this show. So is Jude Law. Like, Jude Law, Jude Jude Law. So, like, this this thing has a massive budget and spent most of it on voice talent that doesn't deliver instead of making its visuals as strong as it possibly could. Because these, like, the, the visuals of pretty much everything are kind of screwed from the get-go. The, you have the classic 12-year-old problem of we can't show anything of they have a hard time showing stuff from the side because it's just everything looks flat so when somebody's walking you don't see dimension to them from the side you just see straight leg straight leg out straight leg out straight leg and it's just it's it doesn't just feel robotic it feels unnatural and forced in a way that the human body can't be so you, and the style of the show is the style of the show, and they actually do do a good job of saying, okay, this is what this show looks like, 
here's what these characters look like, here's what these settings should look like. That is a good job they've done, and they maintain everything. Even the robot butler seems to follow his own weird set of rules, even though he's completely out of place in that show. But it just, it, the whole thing, it's just, Go, go go watch the first episode and like if you feel like you can make it through all six be my guest but uh, it's it's really it's a slog and it it will have you like pulling your ha- hair out by episode two because it's just it's just like man is this thing bad everybody was like the Ghost in the Shell movie is so bad. It feels so dead. No, it, uh, it it has personality in spades compared to this thing. Easily. So, um, now we've covered a, like, terrible, terrible, terrible Secret of Space show. Um, like I said, if you like this ramble about Neo Yokio that I have put out into the world, please like and subscribe to the podcast, like and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, um, or your preferred pod listening method, um, and, uh, leave me a comment and tell me what you think of this show so far. I have ended up doing it by myself, uh, for anybody who has listened to who had listened to or hadn't listened to my previous podcast, a lot of times I would have other people on with me, like, co-hosts, just to, like, have a conversation thing. But I like this format. I can really, like, pour my verbal diarrhea on subjects out into the universe and, like, tell you what I think without managing two people at once. It's It's a nice thing. Also, it's just easier, because I can do it on my phone. Um, But let me know what you think about the um, first three episodes. Um, You can do that on Bumper as well. You can just leave a comment on the actual episode. Um, I don't know if you can leave a comment on a whole series, but you can try and figure that out, be my guest. Um, Also, I'm going to be starting a new... Thing over on my YouTube channel at some point soon, um, but I will uh, let you guys know when that thing is started and out. So I hope you guys um, not don't enjoy Neo Yokio because that would suggest that you have some problems, like a like. If you find Neo Yokio to be satisfactory, you may need to see your doctor. Um, but, uh, like, maybe go check it out, just mostly to laugh at it, and also just to be kind of astounded that something so blatantly bad could be produced to, to... quote-unquote, six-episode completion. Um, And on that note, I will uh, talk to you guys next week.